My name is Annie Conboy and I'm an intuitive medium and psychic and I want to share with you some of the thoughts and wisdoms that have been discussed this week with my guides as we move through an ascension process, a deep and fundamental change in the way that we relate to one another as human beings. I often ask, are we on track? Are we doing the right things? Will we get there? Will we get to a sense of unity? I'm a parent and a sibling and I have many family friend and friends around me and they have children and grandchildren and I wonder what the shape will be of our world for the generations to come. So as you can see, it's a trend of thought that's on my mind, especially in these challenging times. Not only is the world facing its biggest healthcare challenge, it's also facing the reality of deep divides and deep uh, hatreds that come from those divides. And I'm aware that my guides keep telling me it's time to speak up and speak out. It's time to work towards unity rather than division. We are all exactly the same under the skin. In talking to people and learning about people, it strikes me as very obvious that we all want the same kind of things for ourselves and our families. We want to feel secure with a home and warmth and food. We want to feel like we can contribute to the world, to take our share of the work of moving forward and building a good world for everybody. There is this yearning within all of us to have a peaceful, easy life. Um, there's a yearning for community. We are social animals and we do want to include and be inclusive of everyone. And somehow along the way, that gets submerged with them and us. It gets hidden in the haves and have-nots and the debate about how much any one person can have without recognising that the earth is an abundant planet and we can all have as much as we want, perhaps if we set up and organise differently. So when I'm in my musings, sometimes I sit in the garden and I ask, can we get there? Can we change this? And I should really, <laughs> should really know the answer <laughs> because... Um, what they bring back to me is that we will make the changes that make us inclusive, make us a unified human race if we choose to examine our deepest beliefs 
and make the greatest efforts to align with the principles of unconditional love, unconditional forgiveness, unconditional gratitude and unconditional service. They ask me to remember that these principles have no room for racism, sexism or any otherism. If we want to ascend vibrationally, if we want to be a united, compassionate, peaceful, global society, then we have to remove our prejudices and our hate. Then we can speak to each other with the pure voice of the spirit within. Then we can move forward for the greater good not for my needs, but for everyone's needs. That's quite a, quite an, a, a, a dream. <laughs> uh, you know, I sit back and think, oh gosh, right, okay, how do we get there? And one of the things that's happening at the moment is we are being constantly bombarded with energy to help us raise our vibrations. Um, it's It's a sometimes not very gentle bombardment but it's a tough love bombardment um, the the divine forces if you like are here to help us to see what's within ourselves that needs to go those learnt behaviors of dividing the world into them and us of trying to identify with one group but not another of trying to put our needs above someone else's needs or another group's needs and justifying it in any which way we can. So I'd like to pass on a little bit more about these unconditional uh, principles and to acknowledge I'm far from unconditional in these aspects. The very nature of being human puts conditions on us. That's how it is. We, we come into this existence to experience conditionality because where we came from doesn't have these conditions. It's a place where we really do know how to be altruistic. But we have to come back here every now and again to experience what being conditional is actually like and why it's important to strive away from being conditional and to strive to be unconditional. Most of us will never achieve all four. That's the spirit journey. That's why we keep coming around until we can do it and we ascend completely and we take our place older and wiser, so to speak, in the realm that we've come from. And we take our place as teachers and guides and mentors for all of those still going around the cycle. So, how do we achieve the unconditional? How do we get to a state of being that allows us to put our own needs slightly to one side and I think that's an important distinction 
in these principles, the unconditionality applies as much to ourselves as to others. And that's where we start. We start with being unconditionally loving towards ourselves. We step back and notice how often we judge ourselves and judge ourselves harshly. How we've taken on other people's prejudices, other people's remarks about us, other people's uh, 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 demands that we do things in a certain way that is not in accordance with loving ourselves. That's the first step coming back from it all, looking in the mirror, so to speak, as openly and honestly as possible and recognising that when we were born, we were pure, pure energy. We weren't ever in a position to judge or be judged. And yet somehow we've absorbed the judgments of others and become judges ourselves. We need to step back and help our children not to learn the judgments that restrict the flow of love both to themselves and others. And we need to start recognising that there is always a balance. Altruism for the greater good doesn't ignore the fact that we have needs too. Altruism puts my needs on a level with someone else's needs and asks me to make a choice that meets as much of those needs of both of us that I can. That's really what we talk about when we talk about self-love. Being able to say, this is not okay for me. Being able to be strong and reject any judgments that come our way. You're not beautiful enough. You're not thin enough. You're not clever enough. You, you don't have a place because you've got the wrong colour of skin. You don't have a place because you speak a different language. All of these eat away at self-love. And what we have to do is teach our children to be emotionally strong and to weigh these judgments and really decide if they apply. And there are times when, yeah, I would probably say to myself, you're not thin enough. Not because someone else has looked at me and said it, but because maybe my well-being, my health is suffering because I don't need to be the size I am. Maybe I've taken on board that I'm not clever enough. And sometimes I'm definitely not clever enough when it comes to technology. <laughs> but that doesn't mean that I judge myself harshly and say you're not clever enough full stop. What unconditional love helps us to do is to recognise that within us we have talents and abilities and we just haven't tried things yet. If I devoted time and energy to learning about technology, I'm sure I would be good enough at it. I don't, don't need to judge myself harshly about it. I haven't devoted the energy to it, so there you go. 
it's about saying whatever I encompass and whatever I've done, I am good enough. And if I have made mistakes or erred in my choices or judgments, then that's my learning curve. And that's okay because I love that I'm learning and evolving. I love that I am a different person every new day. And if I can see that about myself, perhaps I can glimpse the spirit within me, the spirit that wants to be shown to the world and to offer love to the world. And if I love myself enough, how exciting that I can love others for who they are and not judge them, not judge them that they haven't got the right job or the right qualifications or the right career history or the right house or the right clothes or the right country. I can leave that aside and I can love that person for the spirit within because that's what I'll be looking for when I am giving my unconditional love. It's a work in progress. It's always a work in progress. Because to love myself and others, I've also got to learn to forgive. One of the things we are trained into in the them and us culture is to imagine some slight or some fault has been done to us. To shift the blame and shuffle it across to someone else and judge them wanting for things that happen neither of us have any control over. I have to forgive myself for every mean thought, for every judgment, for every little bit of snobbery or privilege that I've taken to myself. I have to forgive myself for not always being the best person I would like to be and reminding myself I'm a work in progress. Because if I can forgive myself, my prejudices and my hate, then I can start to be compassionate about those who still live in the energy of hate and fear and prejudice. I can understand that they want to excuse their behavior by saying it's the world what done it to me. Whereas we do it to ourselves. If I can offer forgiveness to myself, I can then see that it's my responsibility for my choices and actions. And I, I can forgive others when they don't agree with my choices and actions. I can forgive them for being on a different track than me. I can forgive them for whatever they do because they're like me bumbling along, trying to make sense of what life and what humanity is all about. And if I can find that forgiveness somewhere inside of me for myself and then lead to it for others, maybe I can discover the unconditional gratitude that the spirit within me holds for me. Being grateful 
that whatever the circumstances that hit my life, I can survive, I can thrive, I can choose. It's on me. I have the talents and abilities to get through anything. Now I know that that's not easy in the deepest, darkest pit of despair. I've been there and tried it. Finding gratitude for that walled in space where you feel like you have been excommunicated from all joy in life. It's very hard to recognize that you're there by your own choice. It's very hard to recognize that you're not being grateful for what you've got. You're busy focusing on what you haven't got. And that can need a major turnaround in your attitude to gratitude. And it's, again, the route to becoming unconditional, to start to count the small blessings. Even I'm still breathing. Even my feet are still on the ground. Even there's a ray of sunshine out there. The smallest thing when you start to look at and be grateful for your existence, for yourself, for your abilities. And then you can start to be grateful that what, what the world provides, what Mother Nature gives us, um, the pleasure of the butterfly, the, the bees, the plants, the trees, the pleasure of the sunshine and the moonlight. These are things that really can make us understand what gratitude is about. And if we can be grateful for being alive and being ourself and being here with all of our talents, we can start to recognise and be grateful for everything else that we have and all the other people in our lives. We can be grateful that we don't all share the same experience. We can be grateful that we don't all share the same language or the same likes. <laughs> we can be grateful because there is the edge of growth. Learning about someone else, finding out what their worldview is. It's never right or wrong. We share different perceptions of reality. Each one of us is unique. How exciting to find out about each other. That makes me grateful for the fact that we are a, a humanity, that whilst we share so much, we have such vibrant and interesting differences. How cool is that? That's where gratitude leaps into being unconditional. To finding the pleasure in finding out about others. To finding the pleasure in discovering what common ground we have. And where we need to agree to differ. Because we're not there yet in our debate. Life is a debate. Be grateful for it. Life is something that can give us such an enriched view that our spirit is delighted at the dance of life.
And why shouldn't we be grateful for that? Because what gratitude leads us to is the recognition that we are stronger together. We can be of service to each other. That being of service does not have to be grudging or forced. That being of service is actually a passion in humanity. Everybody, everybody has this, this joyfulness that comes from sharing and caring. When you really do put aside the them and us and realise that we're in it together spiritually as well as physically, mentally and emotionally, you realise that you don't want suffering. You don't want to fail to do your bit if it can help someone else. We have at the moment the biggest lesson going on. It is really a stark choice. Do we divide or do we unite? Do we allow our prejudices and judgments to pull us apart into ever-diminishing warring factions who are extreme in not listening to one another, who are running ahead from fear and who can't serve because they're so busy fighting for something that they've already got? Or do we take a path of true service of listening, of detaching from those prejudices and judgments, of recognising the similarities between us and coming out of a one-up, one-down culture. Service is about respecting everybody's rights to give as they find appropriate Service is about finding the passion that you love, whatever it is you love to do. Unconditional service just requires you to live your passion. Doesn't require you to do things you don't like doing. That's an old way of thinking about it. When we are unified, everything will get covered. There are people who are passionate about teaching, but they don't teach. There are people who are passionate about healing and caring, but they're doing neither. There are people who are passionate about putting things together, building houses, manufacturing, but they're not doing it. There are people who are creative, who are stuck in a rut somewhere, in the least creative thing they can find. That's not service. Not service to yourself or service to others. So to get to this unity, we have to take a big leap of faith. We have to determine what our passionate path in life is. What makes us feel love and gratitude. What makes us want to be of service to all. It might be that you're an excellent baker of cakes, but you never let yourself. It might be that you're a fabulous artist who could inspire others, but you never let yourself. 
it might be that you are a listening ear so desperately needed at this time but you're not allowed somehow because of your judgments or other people's judgments to lend that beautiful listening ear there's a shake-up coming there's a call to action not from the humans on the planet I don't think half of the planet recognizes what's going on actually but there's a call to arms from the higher side the lighter side I like to call it uh, for us to understand these spiritual principles and not just talk about them but to become the change within to do the work to unify ourselves inside so that we can go out and be of service in the work to unify outside it's been calling since 2012 <laughs> we've been being prepped for this for 150 years 170 nearly years and um, we're into the ascension process we're waking up and wondering what it's all about well this is what it's all about love forgiveness gratitude and service i hope that my musings prompted by my guides can help you to take a good look inside and ditch your own judgments and prejudices you're a beautiful being of light inward outward that's really what you are it's time to lose the conditions the restrictions the limitations that you've placed on yourself and to allow yourself to contribute to this big change the more positive spiritual voices we can put out there the more debate and conversation we can have the more people can start to think about things in a different way we're creating a tidal wave of debate and that is definitely for the greater good we have to organize differently it's for the future it's for the children's 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 children and we have to start this wave right now thank you for listening <laughs>